Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, today we are doing episode four of the Pink and Blue podcast. I'm Blue Tunes. And I'm Pink Boomerang. And today we're going to be talking about video games, one of our favorite pastimes, a great way to spend the time, especially right now in quarantine. And uh, we're just going to be talking about some of our favorites and what makes them great games to us. Absolutely. Henry, what's your favorite video game? My favorite video game? Um, I've stayed... You know, there have been there have been many games that I've played, obviously. And there are some that have been really, really great, such as really Super. Yeah, I know, right? Such as uh, you know, Super Mario Galaxy, Odyssey, uh, Breath of the Wild was fantastic. But uh, one of my favorite games, and I'm I'm gonna say that this is my favorite game for sure. Uh, okay, lies on Nintendo's most failed console. Some would consider the Wii U. <laughs> and as you already know, uh, that would be yeah. Pikmin Three. Pikmin for the Three. Nintendo Wii U. I. I'm a humongous Pikmin fan, and I think that three really built upon the formula. And I'm a big, I'm a big world development guy. I really like large open worlds. And while I know Pikmin is entirely, there are just separate levels that you can go to and explore. But there's like so much to do, and the the nature aspect of it and the level of detail, especially present in Pikmin three, it's the graphics are fantastic, especially for a Wii U game. But um. It's just a very immersive environment, and I think that it is a beautiful and very interactive and very... There's just a lot of different ways that you can approach all the levels, and it's a super, super fun puzzle game. Right, so like Pikmin 3, like you, you, you talk a lot about the aesthetics and you praise it on that front, which I completely agree with. Um, but when it comes to gameplay, I think Pikmin 3 also really... And Pikmin in general, just the series, really. I think it handles multitasking really well like there's always yeah there's always something to be doing at some given time like it's one of those games where every time you start a you know a new day you're always going in with a plan you're always like okay i gotta get this done and i gotta get these things that i already know about and then maybe i'm gonna come across something new that i have to figure out how to do on the fly while also fighting a boss at the same time it's it's really cool again with the world development like that is so important for me in a game like huge open worlds with like things to do and like creatures to discover and that type of thing. I especially like, I know we already talked about this, but the, the nature and like the detail and the background of the world, like, Oh, this might be what earth used to be. And like the treasures that you find in the game are obviously like remnants of, you know, stuff that we'd find now you can find like batteries and cell phones and stuff like that. And it's sort of just, like, it feels like there's a bigger picture because it, like, relates to something common that we would know, you know, our planet Earth, how we live now. But it sort of gives a little bit more insightful look into what could happen in the future. Obviously, our planet will not be overtaken by small little carrot-looking creatures. But it's a... The, the immersiveness of the world really adds to the experience to me. And that's why I really, really like the game. Like, the gameplay is fantastic, and the multitasking, and the different treasures that you can find are all really, uh, they're really charming, especially, like, the descriptions and that type of thing. It just builds upon the entire, you know, the entire, uh, what would you say? Just the entire series, the past two games, it takes the formula and builds upon it, and I really like that, and that's why it's my favorite game uh you like nintendo a lot and as do i that's that's obviously no secret but what let's let's talk non-nintendo for a minute what what games are you particularly fond of non-nintendo i didn't really get into so i've had a nintendo console like my entire life yeah um i still to this day technically my brother has an xbox but i do not play it because it's his and the basement is his domain and that's where the xbox lies (laughs) So I have a laptop, which is what I'm using to record this now. I have my mic and whatever. So I've been getting more into PC games, and I, you know, I can't play anything too graphically intensive. It's just a GTX 1050. But there are some really, really, really great games that I have come to enjoy from becoming a quote-unquote PC gamer. I would say uh, I really enjoyed Overwatch, and I, I mean, I still do, Um they just added in Echo, uh, let's see, exactly two weeks ago from today. Um, so they're still adding to the game. They're coming out with a sequel that's going to be like entirely story missions and that type of thing. So they're still going to maintain like the Overwatch servers, and that's going to be like the online multiplayer aspect of the game. 
uh, but they're building upon it with a sequel that's like more to fill in the story and what goes on in the world, which again goes back to the world building thing that I really enjoy. Um, yeah. So Overwatch is a game that I really enjoy. You and I play a lot of Rocket League. We do. Rocket that League is probably is really uh, my favorite online multiplayer game. I would agree with you there. Yeah, like you tried to get me into Rocket League like a year ago, would you say maybe? I might even say it was longer ago than that. Longer? Yeah, but I... I I like the game. We just never played it for some reason, I guess. But yeah, now that we we're didn't. playing it again, and we're we're having a really fun time with it. Oh, absolutely! And that's honestly been become one of my favorite online multiplayer games, especially in today where everything is just a battle royale. <laughs> I hate to build upon that stereotype, but it's like, oh, I got a gun and I got to shoot the enemies and I got to build my Fortnite tower. To the top of the map so i can snipe all the noobs like battle royales are fine don't get me wrong but i feel like everyone jumped on the train way too fast like fortnite became popular and PUBG became popular and then immediately call of duty was like all right we got to copy this and put it in our game and then they made uh apex legends that's a good game i'm not really one for first person shooters i mean there are some that i like but they're not really my forte obviously overwatch is a first person shooter i really like that game Neither am I. I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of first-person shooters, but something that's interesting to me is how CSGO specifically, which was a game that came out like a decade ago at this point, is still, like, they still have a thriving community, and there's still pros playing the game and stuff like that. It's crazy. It's especially weird to see, like, a, with games like TF2, which I would say have a pretty similar situation, um, the TF2 scene has definitely started to die down a bit. Well, a lot. Um, in comparison to what it used to be. But CSGO is definitely still one of the main driving forces, I would say, in competitive gaming. Yeah, no, they still have a huge esports scene. They're still getting, you know, a, they still have a, a, like a multi-million dollar prize spot. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. but And Rocket League now has, has uh, gotten more of an esports recognition. Yeah. That's something I would love to do. I mean, I'd, I would never be good enough to play competitively in that game, but if I somehow were able to, I would love to. I, it's just such a fun game. I know that there's there's no story and there's no like missions or campaign or anything like that. It's just like fun online matches with your friends and raging. And it's all teenagers. physics based, so it's actual like skill yeah, exactly. and stuff. Like you have to know what you're doing. It's not really instead of in based. like Fortnite, you have like frame data of different weapons and like the rng of okay what weapon am i gonna yeah, get exactly. out of this chest and whatever it whatever. really does you know come down to and i'm not saying i know anything about the game because i haven't played it but valorant just recently trying to combine kind of overwatch and csgo it into looks one really game. interesting it looks really interesting i haven't played it yeah i haven't but... either and I'm I'm not trying yeah, to play I'm, it. I'd be willing to try of, it out. I I probably wouldn't get a drop even if I did. You know, watch a million Twitch streams at one time. But I mean, whenever it actually releases, it would be cool to try it out. I believe it's the summer. Maybe we can stream that. Maybe. Yeah, it definitely. No, I saw the trailer and I looked at some of the gameplay and it's 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 interesting. I feel like we need another... Uh... But at the same time, it's like I'm not the biggest fan of CSGO, so I don't know if I would yeah, really enjoy it. I mean, I, I I will be the first to agree that it has had a major impact on the gaming scene, but it is not a game that I particularly enjoy. I don't believe I ever stated my favorite game. My favorite game, as of at least right mm -hmm. now, is probably Super Mario Galaxy 1, which is awesome. I would awesome. Agree that is a fantastic game. It's not my favorite, but it's... Which is definitely better than the second one. You can crucify me, all right? No, it's I, uh, <laughs> I enjoy them both. A lot of people are going to not agree with that. I would say that. that um, As do I. Galaxy 2 definitely, like, it just, it, it takes Mario Galaxy's one, sorry, Mario Galaxy 1's formula and just builds upon it. You know, it adds Yoshi and different levels and galaxies and that type of thing. That's what a sequel is supposed to do. But... I might have to agree with you. There was a while where I thought that Galaxy 2 was the better of the two. But after replaying both of them somewhat recently, I mean, it was like two months ago, but still. Um, I'd say that Galaxy 1, especially being like the original game and coming out first, I feel like a lot more people got to experience that 
and it has a lot more nostalgia tied into it. Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption. Uh, my problem with Galaxy 2 specifically is that it's much more linear, like, and maybe, like, some of the levels are still more open-ended, but they still are made to feel linear because, like, they add things like checkpoints and stuff, which you would have in, like, a normal uh, Mario game like you see in 3D Land or 3D World, for that matter. I don't know. It just, the, the overall feeling of the gameplay doesn't feel as free as Galaxy 1, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would I would generally agree with that. I just like the B power-up. <laughs> I thought that was a cool aspect of the second game. I actually really like the spring power-up. Yeah, that I don't know cool why too. people don't like it. I mean, I guess it I guess it is kind of awkward to control, but it's kind of fun. No, it's definitely fun. Um especially the this has not the spring power-up, the B power-up. Um yeah. Like all the honeycomb levels and you had like those flowers that you had to shake the Wiimote and you would like spin up and you could like do a flip off of them. Those were cool. I feel like a lot of the games like from that era that I played when I was really young just have that sort of like magic to them for me. What do you mean by that? Do you, can you, you know, like that sort of nostalgic feel like, oh, nostalgia. I okay. this when I was a kid. Um, Donkey Kong Country Returns for the Wii is a game that will always have that for me. Uh, my mom had this friend named Jason and he would always come over to the house and we would all hang out and he that was the first game I ever beat like Donkey Kong Country Donkey Returns Kong Country Returns game. I didn't 100% it but it was the first game that I had ever like played all the way through and beat all the levels yeah um and he helped me do that like every time Jason came over we were like oh let's play Donkey Kong and it was it was a good time so I just have a lot of positive nostalgic connections to that game the music is also fantastic i will say donkey kong country returns is probably the best platform in most recent years yeah i would agree with that and next to tropical freeze i, I don't think say, you've played I, that right to this day still have not played it <laughs> despite donkey kong country returns being one of if not my favorite platformer of all time yeah i'm gonna say it is I can't really think of anything else that comes to mind that I enjoy as much as that game. If there's one thing I hate if, of my one criticism of Donkey Kong Country Returns is that every time you want to roll, you have to shake the Wii roll <laughs> up and down. And it is the dumbest thing. I have a solution thing. for you. Buy the, uh, you could just get Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D on the 3DS. for the 3DS. That's, that's the only reason to own a 3DS and buy that game. Yeah. I have the game, and I would say that it's a worthwhile purchase. Oh, do you have it on the 3DS? Oh, I sure do. That's great. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. A lot of the... I thought that the 3D was going to be entirely gimmicky, which it is. It is. um, (laughs) There is... There are some some scenes, like, where the background just, like, pops out at you, and it legitimately looks like it has depth, and there's different, like, layers in the artwork in the background, and it's really, really cool in 3D. And then it just ended up hurting my eyes after a while. But I could turn it on for a few seconds and appreciate the beauty of the background. <laughs> I first played um, Ocarina of Time on the 3DS. I played the 3D version, mm-hmm. obviously. And Majora's Mask as well. Actually, that's not true. I played uh, the original Majora's Mask on the Wii Virtual Console. But I never beat it. And then I beat the 3D version, the 3DS version. What was your question? No, I was just going to say, so have you played both versions? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a Nintendo 64. I have the game, and I beat it. Do you have Diddy Kong Racing? I do actually have Diddy Kong (laughs) Racing. (laughs) We should play that sometime. Diddy Kong Racing is a great game. I don't think I've ever beat it. Maybe I I have. I don't know. I haven't played it ever, but I've just heard its praises. Like, it's like Mario Kart Double Dash, where everyone's like, oh, it revolutionized the series, and it's a wonderful game. Diddy Kong Racing is the single player Mario Kart experience. Yeah. Like, if Mario Kart had, like, an actual good single player, besides, like, Time Trials, Time Trials is pretty fun. I was going to say, Mario Kart essentially does not have a single player. Pretty much. You just race by yourself, as opposed to racing with your friends and family. I have very fond memories of, uh, playing uh mario kart ds on the ds oh really obviously yeah uh with with my buddy sam in grade school that was great i love that game yeah that was a uh, actually now that you say that that brings back some memories of when we used to uh i used to we all so i guess it wasn't that long ago but uh we used to bring our 3ds's on the bus on our way to elementary school 
and we would play Mario Kart. We did that for a cross-country trip, too, last year. Oh, yeah, for most of my cross-country meets, uh, me and my friends would bring our, our DSs or our 3DSs or whatever, and we'd play some game, most mostly Mario Kart. Mario Kart DS and then Mario Kart 7 later down the line. Yeah, it happened at a band bus trip once, too. It's just a good... Like, the DS is local multiplayer and able to use, like, the infrared technology and stuff so that you could play locally. It's super nice. It's convenient. It's easy. It's not, like, really stupid. (laughs) It's not stupid and gimmicky. Like, it has an actual use, unlike the 3D on the 3DS. I mean, there are some situations where I guess that is useful, but not really. It's bad for your eyes if you look at it for too long. The first game I ever played was on the DS, and it was Mario 64 DS, which... I think is better the than the original, but I think that's a little bit of a controversial opinion. Um, I actually have not played either of them. Oh. Um, but I would love to. I'm really hoping that the rumor for the like remastered Galaxy Sunshine oh, yeah. 64 uh, this holiday possibly for Mario's 35th anniversary. I right. really hope that's true. I would love to see that. That would be awesome. I feel, I feel like it's believable as well. Like, they just came out with Mario Legos. Mario, uh, Super Mario Maker 2 just got a humongous update. The last one as well. Yeah, which is which is a little sad, but, you know. It's it a- is kind of dumb. I thought they would do more updates with that, but yeah, I, I guess they not. Would too. But I, I feel like for a final update, it makes sense, like, in terms of being able to create, like, your own worlds and share them with people. I feel like that's what... That was, like, the next step that the game needed. Like, you can literally make your own Mario game. Yeah, that's the entirety. problem with some games. I feel like they should, like, they have plans to do all this stuff. Oh, we'll just do it in an update later. Like, that should have just been part of the base game when the game yeah. came out, you know? No, I would I would agree. But I'm I'm glad that they added it. But it's there, of... so it's, you know, it's all good. Yeah. You know, as Shigeru Miyamoto once said, a rushed game is bad forever, but a delayed game just forever takes time good. to be good. <laughs> I love that quote. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's not the exact wording, but you understand the point. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Pikmin Four better be wonderful because Pikmin it has 4? been it has been seven years. Is it seven? Twenty thirteen? Twenty thirteen? It's been seven. Wow. I guess technically not yet. I believe it released in. Uh... No, I think it was. It was it twenty fourteen? No, it released in twenty thirteen. I'm just looking at the month. Oh, okay. okay, it came out in July of twenty thirteen. So. You know, almost seven years. Now, it'll be its seven-year anniversary. Wow! How long have been we've been waiting for uh, Metroid Prime Four? I feel so bad for people who <laughs> Metroid Prime, especially because they confirmed it. It was in development, and then they had to reset. And then they're like, "All just, right, we're pressing the reset button, boys." That was a, that was a low blow. As like long I, as the game turns out good, it. I don't care. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they gave it over to Retro. I feel like they're going to do a really good job with it, just as they did with all the other ones. Right, I still have not played a Metroid Prime game. I haven't I played, played a lot a of. Bit of three. Uh, I haven't played a lot of GameCube games. Yeah, I haven't either. That was that was a little bit before my time. <laughs> well, I guess not really. It was like when I was born. <laughs> I just recently played through Sunshine for the first time, which was really? an experience. A good experience or a bad experience? No, it was good. I liked the game. I thought yeah. it was going to be better than it was. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's dumb that the camera is inverted and there's no way to change it. But <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe I swear that's I was <laughs> fixing the uh, in the remaster. Except all right, right. Going to happen or not? Rumors. But I, I, I was playing should, uh... Sunshine, um, and then I I stopped playing Sunshine. Then I went to go play Splatoon two with my friend, and I was completely mixed up on the camera. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so I've, it that was ooh. I, I hate games with inverted... Well, I mean, not all games with inverted cameras, but it's it's it just feels unnatural. It's really dumb that they don't give you an option to change that. Yeah. Especially, especially now, like in modern days, I feel like it's a lot easier to create video settings that make it more accessible to switch, like your viewing angle and that type of thing. Yeah, that's what I feel like Nintendo always does wrong with their games. They don't give us enough, like, customizability. That's not a word. They, is it a word? I think so. Anyway, they they don't like allow us to change as many settings as I feel like we should be able to. I mean, obviously you can't change like video settings. That 
Right, like sense. I get that, but it's the I mean, Switch just like is basic... only so powerful. You can't just be like, oh, well, I mean, my Switch can handle ultra graphics, while yours <laughs> can only handle low. But like just basic, like button remapping, and I mean, I know some yeah. games have like a built-in just button that? remapper. They just did patch that in, yeah, recently. Yeah, at three years after the Switch is released. <laughs> That's so weird. It, does it did not come out in like March, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I bought it on release day. Yeah, I I came home from school that day, and it was sitting on my kitchen counter. There it is. And I remember I had to go to band because it was a Friday. So I immediately just, like, sprinted home from school because I couldn't <laughs> drive yet. I guess I could have just taken the bus, but I used to walk home every day. So um, I sprinted home from school and got in the kitchen, and it was just sitting there, and I was like, ah. So wonderful, and I played that Breath first, of the Wild for like that an first playthrough of Breath of the Wild is <sighs> always going to be stuck in my memory. That Dude, was I would magical. Give anything to go back to that. I really hope that the sequel is just like it. I really hope that they release the sequel like tomorrow. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to go with a no on that one. Why not? That no, not that I don't want it to happen. I would love for it to happen, but it's not going to. <laughs> What if that was Nintendo's, like, surprise? It's like, hey, I'm sorry that the entire world has been stuck in quarantine. So, like, here's Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> like, we're, we've actually been done with it for a while. Well, but I put, hard. like, 300 hours into Breath of the Wild, which is an awesome game. Well, half of it. You mean half, half of it, it is, is an, awesome an amazing game? game. What's the... What's the well, because half, half the game is the shrines and dungeons and stuff, and those kind of suck, but... Um, I didn't really Like, the mind. general world exploring is amazing. I think it's like the the open world part where you're just walking around and you're finding all these cool little secrets and whatnot. That that is, I think, the best open world game that I've ever played. Oh, for sure. But the shrines suck. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that all the shrines suck. I uh, some of them. I know that you you completed the entire game. You got all 900 Korok seeds and you got three all times. Shrines. I did normal three mode times. twice and then I did hardcore or not wow. hardcore, but master mode. And then I did all the DLC. Wow. I've played all the DLC. I have the bike. Couldn't couldn't part with it. I have the full level master sword. I completed all the sword trials. Yeah. Um, I have all the shrines. Uh, and I... There was a period where I was sick about probably like a week before quarantine. Yeah. And I was just... I, t I had nothing else to do. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go back and find every single shrine that I didn't do in Breath of the Wild. And I will admit, I was honestly a little disappointed that the ones that I hadn't finished yet were all either shrine quests, which were cool. Like, the quest leading up to the shrine was usually pretty fun, but then it just ended in, like, oh, you've entered the shrine, here is a reward. And there's just a, ch a chest, and it's, like, yeah, something like, why, that you can't even put in your inventory because it's like, already full. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, why... <laughs> it's I mean, some of the just... shrine quests are really fun. Like, there's that one in uh, Chica Village where... There's this like this whole quest line and stuff, and you meet up with these different people. That one was really cool. There's yeah, the one, one where you have really to kill cool. the three Hinoxes on that one hill mm. in that one area. I forget where it is. I know where it is on the map, but I can't think of the name of the area. Yeah, no, I know what you're, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, um, I mean the sh the shrine quests like that are super cool, but yeah. the the shrines themselves are often disappointing. Yeah. The shrine, uh, well, I guess this wasn't, I think it was a shrine quest. I could be totally wrong. But the Lord of the Mountain, like the inclusion of that just in there, I really hope they could make Breath of the Wild 2, like, wonderful for me just by adding in little, like, little, like, rewards like that where if you explore and you, like, go somewhere at a certain time. I believe it was, like, um, I don't think it was a specific day of the week when you could find Lord of the Mountain, but it was, like, at night at a certain time it was lord like of the mountain was like the ghost deer thing right yes yeah it had okay like the four yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah it was like the glowing yeah and if you tried to register in a in a stable the guy would just say like oh my god what is that <laughs> and to be fair it looked really creepy but it was it was cool it was pretty the face was a little weird the four eyes kind of threw me off but little like rewards for exploration or like oh that's a cool light in the distance i'm gonna go there and see what's there right like that was that was cool. That was like my favorite part of the game. It felt like no matter where you went in the world, there was always something to do, whether it be like a shrine or like a really really pretty like mountain or like a view of the sea or Eventide Island was fantastic. Eventide Island is probably the best part of the game, honestly. Mm -hmm. One of them. 
I don't know about that. Not the best. It's it's pretty good. That was that was definitely one of the more enjoyable parts of the game for sure for me. And I like so like there's this common trope in open world games where it's like you see some tower and you just have to go to it and you get that like map of the general area or whatever. Breath of the yeah. Wild did something really cool where they made that a challenge instead of a thing you walk up to and press you know the A button. Yeah, and like you just get the map. Obviously, various challenges. Like there was that one where you had to like build, like you had to use your magnesis to like lift up that metal you know structure or whatever over the malice so you could walk over it because if you touch it you die right that one was cool um, i remember there's one with like a bunch of thorns on it so if you have like yeah. a fire arrow you can burn the thorns and go straight up or you have to have a lot of stamina to climb up the long way yeah it was just there were like a lot of different ways especially with the physics engine in that game there are so many different and creative ways that you can go about solving things like it's excuse me it's just a fantastic game if you get creative with combat the combat can be really interesting i mean generally generally if you're just like pressing y over and over to like stab people with your sword it gets pretty boring but if you're using stasis and you're like using the leaf to blow things around and you're using whatever the 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 magnet thing i forget what it's called magnesis magnesis yeah all that stuff is super fun to mess around with yeah, I feel like the physics engine really added a lot to the game. I know that's why it was delayed in the first place, but I'm glad that it was because it ended up being fantastic. And now that they've mastered it and they're going to implement it into a sequel, um, I'm I'm actually really trying to think what I want from the sequel. Like, they could keep the physics engine exactly the same and not add any, like, runes or anything. I believe that's what they're called. Um, the motorcycle was cool. <laughs> I hope that that's. I hope that that is kept. That should be in the game. Oh, for sure, no doubt. Uh, paraglider. If they for some reason got rid of that, it would be. I don't a think very they bad do idea. that. I'm sure that they won't, but I'm just saying on the hypothetical. I'm just saying, Nintendo, that, if you're listening to this and it's not in the game right now, you uh, need to rethink what you're doing. Yeah, I would like them to add some additional methods of traversal, if they could. It would like, be nice if we had a quick way to traverse the water yes and i was actually i hope that they add i know that they're well actually i don't know no one knows anything about this game yet all we've seen is the story trailer um not even a story trailer it's just ganon it's just a trailer yeah um we have no context or anything but it has been speculated that you know hyrule castle as it rises up in that trailer like reveals an area like under and there are some caves and that type of thing and like that in the trailer appears to be where zelda and link are exploring yeah i would say that is a really really cool idea to add like to the map like they could keep it almost exactly the same and just add like underground tunnels between locations maybe you can traverse through them in like a minecart or something like that that was a really cool area of the game as well in goron city where you could use the bombs and like make the minecarts go in between places yeah that that was was super fun as well that would be a really great utilization of that um and underwater areas i know that that would possibly prove difficult as there is not a current method of like swimming under the water like you can swim but you can't like dive under or anything like that um i know that right they said that, that, would, they that would definitely add a lot to the game yeah especially then the it's not just too. like okay there's this like little island in the middle of this pond or whatever but it's like there's all this stuff underneath the water like there's this little cave that you can go into and you can go inside you know the island and there's some stuff in there and it just adds so much to it and i feel like especially like it you literally would not have to change the map well i mean maybe a little bit for the underwater areas but you could keep everything for the most part exactly the same and it's like oh well remember that pond that you couldn't like swim under now well you've got this zora armor that lets you breathe underwater so you can explore like through the pond and maybe in the pond there's an underwater cave and that leads to like a dungeon that we had no idea was there before or right that series of islands i'm totally blanking on what it's called but the series of islands on the right side of the map that are linked by like all those bridges Oh, I know one of them is called Tinkle Island. Yeah, in reference to Tinkle. Like, imagine if you could dive off of those, like, into the ocean. Like, what would be under there? Maybe some of the caves lead out to there and you can swim up through them or something like that. 
you can see the fish under the water like something so simple as just like adding i mean i know it's not it's not it wouldn't be a simple task but adding in the ability to traverse under the water i feel like would really open up the map like something like that yeah definitely or uh i read this thing online on reddit the other day uh someone theorized that maybe they would add like skylofts back in and like Ganon's castle or Hyrule castle like rising up from the middle will happen like all over the world and like mm. different areas of land might rise up and you might have to like traverse between them using a skyloft that would be they really did kind cool. of do that in master mode where they have like the little enemy ships ships quote-unquote yeah those were really cool yeah those the were really Octorops. cool i feel like they could have done a lot more with that who knows maybe they will maybe they will like it's definitely possible you could easily just add an item that like gives someone like the lift properties of an octo rock they already have octo balloons if you just make it like with the ability to attach it to oneself you can just fly yeah that would be interesting like there's so many interesting things you can do with the engine in that game the physics engine like mm-hmm. you just i feel like it just needs a little extra push to really get it going and open it up to a whole new world of possibilities yeah the two i mean i'm gonna get it no matter what i have absolutely no doubt the, the thing that would really make it for me is adding just more things in the world so it's not the exact same map like obviously it'll be the same but maybe if they add some new monsters or some new the like, game needs more enemies world, for sure yes i would agree that that is one of the lacking features you know there's, there's four goblins was also uh like the wizard dudes and uh, moblins moblins you know there's hinoxes and the great Malduga. i didn't know that they existed until I found one in the desert, and that was really cool. Oh, the Molduga, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a cool experience. It's cool that the game, like you talk to one specific character, and they'll mention something, like very, very obscure, and you'll like go over there because you have like some little intuition, and there's like an actual thing there for you to do. I yeah. love that the game does that. I would say that that is definitely one of the main praises of Breath of the Wild. So yeah, if they were even just like small things that could make the sequel, I just want them to differentiate it from the original in some way. Yeah, like if it's the same map, then it's, then you're like, okay, you're retreading over, uh, over past ground, right? Like, yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of people have played this game for a hundred hours or plus, you know? Yeah. And that will, I'm 100% guaranteed. They, I don't know if they stated they will be using the exact same map. But they spent literal years working on that map and the physics engine and all of it to work together. Um, and they're only going to be able to create a sequel this fast by reutilizing that. So I feel like they just need to add a little bit more to the map. They don't need to take anything away. Just add, you know, like different little secret areas and stuff like that just to make sure that there is new things for players who already play the previous game to do. Right, that's much like Majora's Mask. I mean, they made the game in like 18 months or whatever. Um, and it's all just reused assets from Ocarina of Time, but I would argue that it's better than Ocarina of Time. If you use those assets in a good way to make it different. Like, I, I really hope that Breath of the Wild 2 is a Majora's Mask situation. Like, they could totally come out and just be like, yeah, I mean, we changed the map a little bit, but also we added like this and this. And, like, obviously you have in Majora's Mask, you know, the masks, which totally changed up the gameplay from Ocarina of Time and stuff like that. I really want them to add Link's hookshot. That would be an awesome tool to have, especially in an open world. I don't know whether it would be used to swing off of trees or grapple to enemies. I would hope both. There could be some sick combat uh implications by adding that in you could yeah like you aim at a dude and you bring him towards him and then you slash at him that'd be awesome yeah and maybe like you know how they have like the flurry rush maybe you grab a guy with the grappling hook and whip him in and then like perform a flurry rush and then do a flurry rush yeah that would look so sick that's another thing with combat i feel like we need more flurry rush type options but like they need to be a more difficult to activate and be more rewarding when you do get them I feel like there needs to be, like, obviously, Flurry Rush is cool, but imagine, like, little cinematic, like, sequences sort of similar to, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, like Kingdom Hearts? Like, finishers in Apex Legends or, like, Mercy Kills in Warframe where, like, does a little animation and you zoom in. Like, if you get an enemy to, you know, low enough health, 
you can perform like a fatality on them or something like that. Mm-hmm. That would be really, really cool. There's so many little things that they could do. I mean, obviously, every little thing that I say will require months of development time, and most of the <laughs> game is already finished. But we have absolutely no idea what they've been working on. Right. That's the thing I like about the Nintendo. They're very secretive with what they do. Yeah. Like, they could just release the game, as you said, tomorrow, and we would be like, oh my god, what? And it'd be totally on brand for them as well. Oh, it would. People would be like, oh, Nintendo. Meanwhile, there's, like, indie games like No Man's Sky, where everybody who buys the game knows everything about it before it comes out. Yeah. And then the game sucks anyway, so... <laughs> I mean, I've heard it's pretty good now. I never got the chance now, to Now, after it. all the updates, yeah. Yeah. I, um, there's a game called Astroneer. That is another good game. Uh, a PC game. Uh, and a lot of the early reviews of the game were just like, oh, this is what No Man's Sky should have been. And it's a third-person sort of, uh, like, low-poly space exploration game, and I love the heck out of it. It's like Space Minecraft. It's really cool. Similar to, like, Subnautica? in that respect kind of yes it's in third person there are no well creatures yeah, or like animals or anything like that that would be really cool if they added mm. those but it's more okay. just like exploring from planet to planet and like building your base and finding like methods of energy and providing like fuel to your base and crafting like vehicles and jetpacks and spaceships so you can go to other planets and stuff it's a cool game yeah you've mentioned it to me before i'll have to try it out sometime yeah it's sort of, well, I mean, it's not sort of expensive. I think it's like, you know, a triple A game today will run you like 60 bucks, no matter who Full you price, buy it from. yeah. So uh, I believe it's $30. Yeah, it's 30 bucks, which is sort of pricey for an indie game. But personally, I would say that it's worth it. I have gotten a lot of playtime out of it. It also doesn't take that much to run. So it's a good, uh, I would say that it's a very good accessible game. I mean, most games, you know, can run on very low, low power machines nowadays. Which is nice. And I mean, a ton of indie games that generally aren't very, like, resource intensive, you know? Mm -hmm. Just because they are low poly, like, or not not necessarily, but that that helps, certainly. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's a really beautiful game. Like, despite it being low poly, like, if you look into the sky and, like, look at all the stars and that type of thing, like, it is a it is a very beautiful game. You know what else game? Or you know what other game is beautiful? What would that be? Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, which is coming out in a month, and I am excited for because I've never played Xenoblade Chronicles. So, I'm looking forward to that. I know you have... Uh, some experience with Xenoblade. I was going to say, played I've X, played, right? I've played X, loved that game a lot. Yeah. Uh, again, with the world building. <laughs> I know I keep going back to it, but it is something that I enjoy a lot in games. And like a huge open world, it's just not that interesting if it doesn't have that much to do in it. Like you need to fill the space with things to do. And I'm a very big, I know I keep talking about aesthetic as well, but like the the big like monsters and then like humongous nature and like overgrown plants and that type of thing. I really like those types of games. I'm a really I'm a sucker for like big creatures and monsters and that type of thing. Yeah. And Xenoblade Chronicles, especially X, like that was the like the world is humongous. There are a lot of really good Wii U games that I feel like didn't get the attention they deserved just because they were on the Wii U. Like in terms yeah, of shout library. Out to, uh... Like, the Wii U literally has some of my favorite games. Earthbound Beginnings is the only way to play the first Earthbound game, like, in English, translated by Nintendo. You mean the Wii U is the only way to play it? Yeah, Yeah. through the Wii U, right? Yeah. Which is ridiculous. I can't believe they haven't put that on the Switch or anything else. But... Well, I mean, it's the same thing with Mother 3. It still hasn't been translated. Right, we'll we'll have to wait another six years for that. Yeah. After I, uh got my 3ds and i hacked it after they stopped supporting uh it i downloaded a english translated mother 3 rom onto my 3ds so i can play that whenever i want i did actually play through earthbound recently and i was surprised by how much better 
it was than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I remember really... Earthbound being like it's not the most grindy game, but I remember like grinding at least once mm-hmm. or twice maybe. Um, but Earthbound is a game really a lot uh, about like all the little details that you wouldn't normally notice if you didn't go out of your way to find them. Oh, for sure. And it just has a lot of charm to it, and the atmosphere, and the music, and like. Like, you know, you start out in a small town and, like, you're at your house and then you, like, go into the city and you're like, oh, that's cool. Like, there's a lot more to this world than, like, just my house. And then you go to, like, the desert and, and you know, into, like, a different dimension and you go into the pyramids and, like, this shorefront city. And and then you go into this guy who turned himself into a dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also the cult with the blue paint people. That was weird. Oh, um, yeah. I forget the name of it. Shoot. But it was cool. Like, there's, the game was so wacky and weird, and I feel like at the time it wasn't, like, that appreciated, but as of right now, it's just, like, seen as a cult classic, and people are like, oh my god, Earthbound, I love Earthbound, and it deserves it, too, because it's a fantastic game. Right, I mean, there are so many RPGs that follow just, like, the generic RPG tropes, uh, like, like Dragon Quest Eleven. I think Eleven's the most recent one. Like, if there was... If there was a title that would stand in for generic RPG, it would probably be Dragon Quest XI, because <laughs> the story of Dragon Quest XI is you, that's right, you are the chosen one. I can't believe it. It's the first time a game has no, ever done that. You're kidding me. And you have to collect the six orbs of tell the me, elements. Tell me they're whatever. based on the elements. Yep, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> of course they That's are. like every game, like every RPG is like, you must collect the four crystals of the elements, and then the Fire Nation attacked. And right. there was... <laughs> <laughs> right, but it's like Earthbound is so cool because like it just it right. says, this is, this is suburban America, and this is, yeah. now you're in a desert, and now, now you're talking to... Uh, you know this one guy in a in a laboratory in winters and it's yeah it's all over the place which is really now cool. you're going forward and back in time and now your body has been transferred into a robot and now you have to friend es- help your friend escape from a cult leader you know there's a lot to do in the game and the writing is just amazing every single character has they all like so a reason charm. to be there they have like I'll go back to Earthbound like I just did recently and like there are certain characters that I'll be like I have never talked to this person ever I wonder what they say and what they say will make me laugh yes it's it's genuinely good writing (laughs) from anyone in that game is the before you get on the boat and like sail across and you fight that sea monster the guy's like after all it could only cost you your life and he got that for free (laughs) like that is it was so good and it's like I feel like that's just something that they wouldn't write at the time. Like, it just doesn't seem, not inappropriate, but it it just strikes me as, you know, there was nothing like that written at the time. Like, it was a comedic and quirky and very character-based RPG. And right, it's, there's there's it's, one character that always stands out to me. There's this person in Onet in the burger shop, I think. Or the bread shop, I forget which one. And she's like, I'd tell you the story of the giant spaghetti monster, but uh, not right now, because you're on an adventure. <laughs> it wasn't a yeah, spaghetti th- monster, it was something else. I don't remember, but... No, there's so many not, like characters like that, though. It's like, oh, sorry, you're on an adventure. That's right all now. over the game, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's very implied that you were doing something very important. It's such a, dude, it's such a good game. <laughs> And Jeff, like, he just gets a dream, and he's like, huh, I'm going to go here. And then he crash lands <laughs> into, like, the graveyard where Paula and Ness are, and he's like, I don't know why I'm supposed to be here, but it feels right. Yeah. Adventure. And then you just continue. I like the one where they fight the tent. That's a good time. That's a good boss fight. Yeah. I feel like I remember it being really easy, but also, like, really scary for some reason. It is a little scary, I guess, yeah. There's some very cool, like, horror-y aspects to that game. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like the final boss, Gygus. Mm-hmm. That whole... It's not really a boss. It's kind of like the... It's an experience. Yeah, it's an experience. I, I don't want to say it's a cutscene, because you do have to do stuff, and you can't actually lose in it, but... Yeah. It's definitely much more of an experience. 
I feel like and that you use the prey ability, which is the only time you will ever use it in the entire game. Yeah, <laughs> I feel, there are just so many like really good genre defining games, and I feel like Earthbound is definitely one of them. For RPGs, yeah. Well, what other games would you say is like genre defining for a different genre? I mean, I don't want to say Mario, but you know, Mario. <laughs> in terms of platformers, it was one of the first and one of the best. I mean, I can't really, you know, the th- a lot of the things with platforming that have been built upon is just like, oh, you know, the graphics are better. Like we've built a better and more beautiful world and stuff like that. Like there's only so much you can do to a certain genre of game to make it better. Right. Like otherwise, I mean, it platformers, especially, I feel like it's been really streamlined kind of. We don't see a lot of platforms in it anymore. No, we don't. Just kind of unfortunate. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a huge platformer guy. Like, if I really wanted to play a platformer, there are so many good, already established ones that I could just choose from. Like Donkey Kong. Like Donkey Kong. I love the music in that game. I think people tend to put uh, Banjo-Kazooie in the, like, collectathon kind of genre, but at, at its heart, it's definitely a platformer. I love Banjo-Kazooie and so. Banjo-Tooie. They're both great games. I have never played a Banjo-Kazooie game. Hate me, if you will. But uh, I would like to. I just haven't gotten the chance to. It's not because I dislike the series or the genre or anything like that. I just don't have the means to do so. Right. I'm a um, huge Banjo-Kazooie fan. When Ukulele came out, I was super excited for that. That Uh, looked really cool, and I was going to buy it, and then it ended up being not great. And (laughs) and then it just was not good. I didn't actually end up buying it because I heard that it was not great. I heard ukulele and the uh, the whatever lair, something lair, the impossible lair. I, I heard that was pretty good. Lair. Was that a sequel? I thought it was a DLC. No, that's like an entirely separate game. It's like a oh, wow. Donkey Kong Country style game, but with ukulele. Oh, and I've heard so it's, it's really like a good. platformer? Yeah, it's a platformer. Wow, okay. I might actually check that out. I am a huge fan of good platformers. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of good games. Yeah, you know, I just, I generally try to steer away from steer away steer away from the bad ones. But uh, you know, every once in a while, I'll sit down and I'll really hate a bad game, <laughs> just to you know, just to experience it. You know, right? I mean, there's some some charm with bad games, for sure. Oh, for sure. Going back and watching like old PBG and Donkey videos of like terrible games and Jontron. Jontron's uh like Lion King platform video. I don't remember what it was from, but it was just like maybe it was it was the Disney bootlegs video. That was a really good one. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, you should you should definitely watch it. I was gonna say something, but I don't want to spoil the video for you. Oh, okay, okay. It's impo- it's an it's an important detail. I have to go watch the video to understand what you're about to say. All right. For sure. Well, bootleg games in general, I feel like are also just a it's so they funny are really funny it's just companies trying to like either get a cash grab or someone just like let me just throw this in here to get some extra cash and it's all stuff from like 30 years ago oh yeah or 25 i guess i don't know no i mean at this point it could be 30 years ago the 90s yeah oh god it makes me feel old and i'm not even 30 i wasn't even alive during the 90s and talking <laughs> about it makes me feel old what are some great games that you've played recently, Henry? Uh, do you mean like single-player games or just in general? Just in general. Um, well, I don't know if you've heard of this one little indie game um, that I actually picked up recently. I found it very interesting. Um, it's called Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of it. It's by this company, uh, Nintendo. Yeah, and, I actually um, myself have, I think, 60 hours in Animal 60 Crossing. what? I think I've put 60 into it, yeah. I might actually have more than that now that I think about it. I had uh, I a just thousand found in New Leaf, so I've, I've been really wow. looking forward to it, and I love the new Animal Crossing. It's great. I'm going to be honest. I originally wasn't even planning on buying it. Like, I saw it. Like, I, I love Animal Crossing. Don't get me wrong. It's just not one of my not one of your go-tos. Passion. Yeah. Like, if I want to relax in a game, I'll usually play, like, a chill open world like exploration game and just soak in the atmosphere again yeah. like the atmosphere um but animal crossing is so fun 
and it, there are so many different things that you can do that appeal to like so many different types of people like if you're really like into interior decorating you could just decorate the crap out of your house me personally i really like collecting all the bugs and the fish and stuff like it's more of a that that is my goal i'm trying to collect everything and fill up my museum especially in this game the museum is gorgeous and collecting all the creatures and like seeing them in their cages and stuff and their tanks and the fish i'm really excited to see what that looks like when i get all the and now there's the art stuff that just recently got released in an update which is it's kind of slow to collect all of it but it's still kind of fun yeah i feel like it'll be rewarding and now you can actually like put stuff outside so you can like customize your your island to even more effect than you could in new leaf i mean new leaf like you you had like the public works projects and stuff which were really annoying to deal with because if you placed it like (laughs) one tile to the left you had to demolish it and then you had to build it again which i mean if you had nine quadrillion bells then it's not that big of a deal but i mean it's a time waster though you know yeah no it wastes time it wastes two days (laughs) yeah and like personally i in animal crossing i think i currently have a balance of like seven like six or seven million bells because i as soon as i got to like a million bells from like grinding to like sell all my fruit and like all the weeds on my island and stuff and individually like collect every type of fruit from my friends surrounding islands and then sell them for a greater price on my own and like create fruit farms and whatever i just bought a ton of turnips and just like risked it all every week (laughs) and just like the second I got a price that was more than what I bought them for, I would just be like, all right, this is it. This is as lucky as we're getting. And then I discovered the subreddit turnip exchange where people can just <laughs> post their turnip prices. And it was like, oh, these people are selling them for like. And there's people that just put up turnip prices of like 700. Yeah. The highest I've ever sold mine for on someone else's island was like 540 something. And I ended up getting like. 2.4 million bells for selling like 400,000 bells worth of turnips. Right. Normally so I'd be like 2 million bells. Yeah. Normally I'd be all over making money and stuff, but this time I'm just taking the game slow cuz I know I'm going to be playing this game for the next like 2 or 3 years anyway. So yeah. I get I uh I stretch the the savoring of the game over a longer period of time. And See, I think that'll I make it I... last longer in the long run. Yeah, no, and I I have no doubt. I just wanted to have the resources in order to, you know, like, decorate my house and my island and... Right, and I thing. get that. Like, I'm not really even doing anything with the money. If I see something in the house, in, like, the nook, like, nook's cranny, and I'm like, oh, that would look really well in my... or really good in my house. Like, that'll finish my kitchen set. I'm still trying to find a system kitchen, and I one has not showed up in my shop for weeks. And it is a struggle. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I had one the other day. That is the one thing that I need to finish off my kitchen. Like, I have an island, I have a refrigerator, there are chairs that match the color of the island, and it looks really nice, but I need the system kitchen. What I love about Animal Crossing is just, like, there's so much you can do, and you're never really finished playing the game, because you always have plans for more, and with, with New Horizons, you can just do so much more. Like, you can actually customize... Like, where you want land and where you want rivers. Like, it's truly your own island. It's awesome. The terraforming. terraforming, It's really annoying because it happens one space at a time. Or if you're, like, on the edge of a thing, it'll do, like, half a space at a time. It'll turn it into a diagonal, which is really annoying and stupid. There's so many, like, small... Like, I love the game, don't get me wrong, but there's so many small, like, little bug fixes that they could do that would just instantly improve it. Yeah, if we could craft more than one item at a time, that'd be great. If I didn't have to, like, get items out of my house storage to be able to craft stuff in my house, that would be nice. Yeah. Just little things like that. Another thing that annoys me, like, connecting online, I understand that connecting to another person's device through the internet is a lengthy process in some cases. But oh, I hate the online. The online is It's just... like I have to individually select, like, oh, are you going to Harv's Island or someone else's island? Okay, you are. Okay, you're going to someone else's island. Is that going to be uh, through local or online play? Okay, online play. Is this going to be a friend or through a Dodo code? Oh, it's through a friend. Okay, okay. Now we got to check your best friends list. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's just a very, like, lengthy process, and I feel like it would have been way easier if they just added something where it was like, 
oh look my one friend is online um let me just like open my best friend's app and like go visit their island that way it's clear who whose island i'm going to i can just select it and, there and we also, go. They, they could, like, make the animation not take five years. Oh, my God, it's so long. That would be great. Another thing, though, is, like, generally when you're actually, like, playing online, they limit what you can do, like, so hard. It's just It's ridiculous. Like, why you can't I donate do stuff anything. to the museum when I'm playing? That doesn't make any sense. It does not. And also, why can't, why can't I, like, why can't place I place down anything? houses and stuff? Yeah. It's dumb. Like, what if I'm... I remember... Uh... I was doing some fishing with my friend and we both caught like fish that we wanted for our museums that we already had. And I tried to trade it to him, but I couldn't drop it on the ground like as a decoration item because, you know, he was visiting. Right. And I can't just drop it on the ground as an item because that's not how it works because it's an animal. You can only put it in the cave or the tank or whatever. And then someone else can come over. And then after that, he left. I put the tank on the ground and he came back, but he can't pick it up because it's not his island. <laughs> I think there's permissions to get around that. Um, there is in some. Yeah, I'm pretty case, sure like you can are. chop down trees and that type of thing on someone's island. But I'm like eighty percent sure that you cannot pick up people's like belongings. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Huh? Because he's on my best friends list, and he can he could not pick up my fish. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really played a ton of online, so I, I guess I wouldn't know, but. I also, I don't, I don't really see that much of a point to it, personally. I mean, it's like, hey, here's my island. Let me just flex on your puny one. Like, there's there's not a lot of, like, multiplayer activities that you can do. Yeah, I mean, there were the minigames in New Leaf, which I hope they really bring back. That would be cool. But they, that's what I mean, though. Like, as of right now, they do not have those. In yeah, there's no reason to play it online right now. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you just like, want to hit your friends with a, a bug with net. With a net. <laughs> Or you just want to, like, show off your island. It's like, hey, right. I got this thing. Want to come see? Very good game. 10 out of 10. I don't know about that. I'd save it. I'd, I'd give it, like, an 8 or 7.5. 8 out of 10. 7.5. Too much water. <laughs> the water is pretty. Actually, that's just not true because you can clear it out. <laughs> yeah. Also, you can't swim in the ocean anymore. That makes me a little sad. I feel like they're going to add that down the line, though. I think that would add a ton of animals also. Like, you know, you can dive down and get the seafloor. And it's like, oh, look, I found a mollusk. But I feel like there's, after this one upgrade to the museum, there's probably got to be more, right? So. I mean, you hope. I want them to add more animals. I hope that they Oh, add yeah, they don't have all of them in. They've only got section. like, they've only got like 400 or something like that. Only. Only. I mean, there's I don't know how many there are total, to but... No, there's a lot. Are there more Pokemon or more Animal Crossing animals? I think there's more Pokemon. There's so many Pokemon. I feel like there used to be more animals in Animal Crossing. I mean, there did, or there was, but now there's like over 800 Pokemon. There's over 1,000 Pokemon. Just kidding. There's over 1,000 Pokemon. I Maybe missing. I'm wrong. I don't know. No, you I'm not be. the biggest fan of Pokemon. I just looked up how many Pokemon are there, and it just said 17, because that's how many movies there are. <laughs> 17? There are only 17 Pokemon. Can you name all the Pokemon? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, yeah, it's almost, it's almost 1,000. Okay. I think it's slightly under. It's like 900-something. It's not can we get? An, can we get... Uh, I'm really trying to find an exact number. I don't know why this is so hard to find. 900 round it <laughs> can we get a number on the number of animal crossing animals though 896 there we go that is not pokemon? that close to a thousand <laughs> i mean it is but like it's pretty close it's closer to a thousand they than do like 50 pokemon a game yeah now it is you played sword and shield right i've played sword i don't have shield i mean okay. I, I get I mean, that they're the same game you but. have played the generation that is the sword gen 8 and shield yes series or is games. it gen 9 no it's gen 8 it's gen 8 there uh how was that would you say because i didn't get it because of all the hate and i wasn't sure if it was worth my 60 dollars. but after seeing the dlc i think i might actually buy it when that releases so i can just play it all at once i don't know if i'll get the dlc but um Jenny was kind of fun. I, I think I told you 
um, ones that like it was the most fun generation since 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 Gen Three. Yeah, which was also my favorite. So that this might be the Pokemon game for me. Who knows? (laughs) I mean. I found it fun. It was a breath of fresh air after Sun and Moon, which really let me down. Yeah, I did not Sun, like and, Sun Moon and Moon. Sun and Moon was kind of boring. I was very excited for it, and it was not that good. Pokemon X. Uh, I got X as opposed to Y. Um, I really enjoyed that game, and I know a lot of people didn't necessarily, but I thought it was a good game. I thought X and Y was kind of fun. I don't know. Sword and Shield gave the right amount of like Pokemon to the game if that makes sense like it wasn't too challenging it wasn't too annoying as all the other pokemon games they had enough new stuff to keep me interested and keep me going the story Mm. was actually somewhat interesting kind of i don't know somewhat interesting kind of (laughs) is it worth 60 dollars no it's worth like 50 but (laughs) it's an enjoyable like if i'm paying 50 dollars i would go up to 60 anyway I mean, having the, the online is pretty fun, great. actually. Like the online battling is kind of fun, and there's like a ranking system now. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, after seeing the DLC, like the new open world exploratory areas, again, a sucker for atmosphere and open worlds. That sounds like something that I might enjoy. Right. So I think I might check it out when that releases. When does that come out? Uh, I believe it's this year. Um, I, th- I think the uh, first batch comes out in July, I want to say. That makes sense. Okay, it comes out. Why is it so hard to find? I need to stop using Bing. <laughs> um, it is the Isle of Armor, and it releases on... Well, there's two of them. There's Isle of Armor and... Uh... By the end of June 2020. Okay. And the Crown Tundra is in the fall 2020. So that's that's in two months from now, the end of June. Oh, and you also get a possible, uh, if you got Pikachu, Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee, uh, you get a jersey with the respective Pokemon on it. Mm. Isn't that cute? Wow. (laughs) I never completed that game. I don't know why I bought it, actually, but I I bought it. and I I never played it. I was like, I I played Gen 1, so... I think I'm I good. never did, and that's why I got it. But then yeah. I just didn't end up completing it. And I think that I'll go back and do that because there's actually a lot of really cool things in uh let's go. It's a really pretty Pokemon game. I'll give them well, I mean, it's okay. But uh, Don't you play it with one Joy Con? You do. I hate it. That's great. If, if you play it in handheld mode, it's easier because you don't have to throw the Pokeball. But if you want to play it on the TV, you have to use the Joy-Con. Yeah, like why would you play in handheld? I mean, I guess right? you can use the Pro Controller too. But like, oh, wh- well. why? Like, why is it? Or at least I think you can. Maybe you can't. I feel like for some reason I just really hated playing it on the TV because I had to like throw the Pokeball. Yeah, that but I have sense. a Pro Controller, so that means that I should be able to work around it. I really just want to get to the end cutscene with like Mewtwo. And catch him. Gotta catch him all. Gotta catch him all. Plus, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just a good Pokemon game. I never played Gen 1, so it was a little yeah. bit before my time. So I might as well experience almost the exact same thing. Uh, one game that you and I were both into for a little bit, Splatoon 2, uh, just recently got like one of its final patches. Mm-hmm. One of its final updates. They had the... Uh, like the final Splatfest, like a few months ago, a couple months ago. Yeah, no, they did before that was last like one of the last before, ones that I participated in. Yeah, I mean that Splatfest was really fun. It was. Um, I don't. I feel like that game lost, like all, like all of its updates and all of its content, like so quickly. It did, because I I was super into it for a really really long time. I was like playing a lot. I was, yeah, for a while they were doing stuff every week, and it was like, okay, now I have a reason to log on every week and continue playing and all that. I just sort of got out of it. There were like other games, like especially Rocket League now. Like that's my if I want to play an online multiplayer game, that is my go-to. That is what I will play. Like Splatoon is a great game, don't get me wrong, but I sort of just fell out of it, and I don't, I couldn't really give you a specific reason as to why. Yeah, I mean, for me, like it's just because. 
they stop supporting the game and it's like okay well there's no reason to play anymore there's no new stuff there's, there's no nothing's changing right yeah and it's like i've hit the max rank i've gotten top 500 multiple times it's not hard well you're also really know. good <laughs> well yeah i did play competitive for a little bit but like generally even if you're not that good of a game um top 500 really is not that hard you just have to play it and you'll get there eventually yeah i mean i was i was pretty good for a while i just stopped playing yeah um like that's true for all multiplayer games right like if if you just play long enough you'll get a better rank but splatoon especially because the player base is just so bad at the game (laughs) yeah that's how it was for me in rocket league i mean at least as of recently like i was playing for a while and i kept I kept getting really, really bad teammates. And I mean, I don't want to be like the guy who's like, oh, my teammate is like making me lose. But like playing But it was definitely two, your teammates. <laughs> playing in Silver 2 with a teammate is worse than playing without a teammate because rotation is not a thing that goes through people's mind. All right. So it's like, okay, cool. I am going for the goal. I am dribbling. Okay, I got it over the first guy. I got it over the second guy. And then I miss because my teammate rams into me at full force and knocks me out of the way. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, cool. And that was the struggle for a while. So I just had to get really, really good at defense and let whoever I was playing with just, like, try to score while I would save the ball and then, like, hopefully hit a banger into the other goal. And that worked. And now I'm in gold one, almost two. Almost. We'll get there eventually. Oh, for sure. We are the best duo in the world. We are, yeah. GGPE, God Gaming Professional Esports. Check us out on Twitch, uh, Twitter. Uh, We're actually going to be entering an RLCS this year. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Or next year, I don't know if it already happened or not, but <laughs> yep, kind of a pro. I think it already happened this year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. <laughs> <laughs> There's always. Next we'll get year. them next year. We'll get them next time. <laughs> all right, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, as usual, all of our social medias and other stuff is in the description. If you want to check out the podcast on a different platform, we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud. Go check us out there. Uh, Thank you so much for watching.